Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. The EU had a very interesting program going on called EU at Your School. Right here in Singapore, students aged 13 to 20 from 27 different institutions here were meeting with EU representatives uh, in starting in March or so, building up and uh, looking at how they could learn more about the EU, its relations with Singapore. And the program ended, I believe, in end of May. Uh, but uh, we've got with us now uh, two uh, gents that will be able to chat with us a little bit more about what it was, what the outcome was of it. And that is uh, Andy Detaille, the Belgium's ambassador to Singapore, and Patrick Bourne, Ireland's ambassador to Singapore. Your Excellency, is wonderful to have you on with us on Money FM weekend mornings today on Saturday morning. Thank you. Great pleasure to be with you. Thank you. And and if we could just start with uh, kind of an overview, and I'm not sure if uh, uh, Ambassador Detaille, maybe you want to start with us uh, with that and give us an overview of, of what this EU at your school program really set out to do. Well, I think uh, that uh, the idea was as, uh, you know, I think uh, we, we've seen a kind of evolution where uh, the EU and this part of the world, especially Singapore, also with the free trade agreement, are more interested in each other than before. And uh, But the EU is a little bit of a strange beast, uh, you know, being the only supranational international organization out there. Mm. So it was kind of for us to go out and explain a little bit what the EU is, what the EU does, what its member states do, you know, to, to, uh, to a public of, uh, of high school children. That was basically it, I guess. Mm. And Ambassador Bourne, as I understand it, students from 13 to 20, from 27 different Singaporean educational institutions, met with European Union representatives. What sort of things did they learn? What sort of things were discussed at these uh, meetings? Thanks. Yeah, it was a great program. We visited, uh, yeah, more than 27 schools. It's still going on, in fact. Uh, some mm. of the visits had to be postponed because of COVID, and they'll mm. be picked up again after the, the cool holidays and in the autumn. Uh, so it's, it's a rolling program. Um, but when I went to Orchid Park School uh, in Jurong, for example, uh, I talked um, about the history of the EU, uh, its institutions, uh, about the European Union's role politically, economically. But there was particular interest in what the European Union was doing in terms of the COVID pandemic. Mm. Great interest in the fact that the, you know, some of the key vaccines had been developed there, that the European Union had been a real driving force behind the COVAX initiative to ensure fair distribution of vaccines and treatments around the world, um, and that the European Union was really um, lending a helping hand to, to, to those who were maybe less prosperous uh, and less well-off in terms of helping them to, to fight COVID. Also, very strong interest in the European Union's leadership in terms of uh, climate change and mm. the, the confrontation of climate change, which of course, real threat to us all, um, you know. And I think this is the, the key point. Um, what the last year and a half, if not you know, further back in history, has shown us is that no country is an island, yeah. um, and that you know we cannot confront these issues on our own. So it's up to countries like Singapore and groups of countries like the European Union, uh, you know, to, 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 to work together to, to try and come up with solutions to, to these problems. And I think, you know, we've been very successful. We've collaborated very closely. Uh, and as Andy said, through mechanisms like the, Europe, the, the free trade agreement between the European Union and Singapore, we can do even more in the future. Well, and ambassador- the kids were so interested in it. Yeah, wonderful. Ambassador Detai, that was exactly going to be my follow-up, which I imagine the common theme of these talks in these, the two main issues that the world are facing today are COVID-19 and climate change. So the idea of inclusivity, working collectively, 
I'm, one, I'm guessing would be a key message to pass on to young Singaporeans. Yes, and I think, you know, maybe also at the beginning of the, of the COVID crisis, uh, maybe the communication was not optimal from, from our side because, you know, actually uh, most of the vaccines that are available uh, in, in Singapore and, and certainly the Pfizer's, they, they come from uh, the European Union. Actually, they come from Belgium where, where Pfizer has a really mm. big facility. And also, as, as Patrick was saying, uh, the European Union is by far the biggest donor to the COVAX program to, to help uh, get, uh, you know, uh, countries in, uh, that are d- developing countries uh, get, get their hands on it. Also, I think climate change, uh, that, that finally, uh, not finally, that, that the government now here in Singapore is, is, is really... Uh, you know, uh, putting its money where its mouth is, and and they have, uh, you know, they now have huge uh, budgets for this, and uh, maybe that is something. Some technologies where in Europe we we are, you know, a little bit ahead, and and so we can we can really contribute here. And we've been to several meetings, I think, where 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 European companies were were invited also to come to come and offer their their solutions in in that field. So I think there's a you know, a lot of um, great potential for, for uh, the European ties with uh, Singapore and with this part of the region. We're talking about the 2021 EU at Your School project uh, has and is currently reaching out to some 10,000 students from 27 Singapore institutions, educational institutions. Uh, with us, Andy Detay, the Belgium's ambassador to Singapore and Patrick Bourne, Ireland's ambassador to Singapore. And and Ambassador Bourne, uh, one of the uh, benefits, as I understand it, is kind of raising this global awareness, cross-cultural skills among students here in Singapore. Uh, Singapore has always been a melting pot, lots of uh, activity going to and fro. What do you feel like has has been maybe an important cultural skill or cross-cultural moment that has been happening or is happening um, in this project between the EU and and local schools? I think it's really about raising awareness uh, and understanding. As you say, um, Singapore is... uh, is a, is a melting pot of different cultures, uh, different ethnic groups, different backgrounds, uh, a particular history. Uh, but the European Union is, is that, uh, I think, on, a, on an even larger scale. 27 uh, countries now, uh, a, a, a vast array of different languages, uh, very different histories, different religions, different backgrounds, uh, countries that were at war with each other, you know, not, not once, but indeed on, on numerous occasions, uh, even in the 20th century. But have come together, uh, have settled those differences, have uh, agreed on shared values, uh, working together, uh, you know, to confront challenges on their own continent and across the globe. And I think it's it's a marvelous example. And at a time, I suppose, in world history where, you know, there's there's a, a lot of analysis around whether or not we're we're back into another sort of great power rivalry. Uh, I think you know it's it's countries and regions like Singapore and like the European Union, like the, the wider ASEAN region, maybe, uh, you know, that have a, a really important role to play in terms of, uh, you know, pursuing a balanced. Uh, pathway, mm. uh, you know, and an autonomous pathway uh, that doesn't get caught up in taking one side or the other and can therefore, uh, you know, make the world more multipolar. And multipolarity, I think, is is a really important key to successful uh, multilateralism, to a rules-based international order, to collaborative research, um, to cooperation and collaboration that can confront some of these challenges. And also really, uh, I suppose, um, uh, you know, 
stabilize uh, what what is a potentially um, you know unpredictable, uncertain future. And and if there's one thing I know that Europe values and attacks important to it's it's stability, uh, uh, and and that's certainly true in Singapore too. Mm. You know, listen to you guys. You both raise a, a fascinating point that has just occurred to me, and mm. I'll, maybe I'll ask this one to Ambassador Detai because there's a slight political element to it. You talk about solidarity. You talk about working together. On a political populist sense, sometimes these things are not very sexy. They're just ways of getting things done. And I'm wondering now, do you think the EU, out of necessity, because it's a collective enterprise, is sometimes too modest for its own good? The reason I say that is because in a time of nativist, populist politics, we're always hearing from certain countries about our vaccine this and our vaccine that and we did this and we did this much. And I'm, on, I'm, I'm frankly being honest here. I'm hearing for the first time from, from uh, the Belgian ambassador about Pfizer. Yes, I know it's from Belgium, but it's the biggest donor of vaccines. You know, if it was an individual country, you know they'd be shouting this from the rooftops. So my point is, is sometimes the EU a little bit too modest? And maybe that communication channel needs to be open. The EU does this, the EU does that. It's very positive for change and so on and so on. Yeah, sure. I mean, sure, this point uh, needs needs to be made uh, time and time again. And uh, maybe uh, we've also noticed that uh, in, in, in the wake of Brexit and so on, that uh, we don't hear uh, of, of any... Uh, other um, political parties in in the EU, uh, you know, saying that uh, if they come to power, they will uh, uh, leave the EU because simply the EU has been doing a great job. And it has been doing a great job also in this vaccination. There was a lot of uh, criticism in the beginning, but you can only imagine what an amazing uh, mess it would have been if every single European uh, Union country started to buy its uh, its own vaccines. So, you know, the, it, the EU needed a bit more time uh, in the beginning to get started, which is only logical because the logistical challenge was much bigger than for every single individual country. But the eventual outcome is, is only good. And, you, so, and you, I was going to say, did you want to jump in on that, Ambassador Bourne? You know, in this rise of nativist politics, lots of shouting uh, from certain countries, the EU has almost been quite understated in its very impressive in- achievements during COVID-19. I agree. I think you're right. And I think we should do more to communicate the great work that the EU is doing, that leadership on climate change that I've talked about, but also its leadership in the fight against this pandemic. Uh, I mean, I've, I've heard, and I think we've all heard, uh, you know, President Biden talking about the big commitments and promises that the U.S. is going to make to, to, to COVAX, and that's very welcome. And we've heard, you know, uh, the British Prime Minister talking about uh, what what Britain, you know, plans to do in the future. The reality is, the European Union is the the set of countries that's been doing this from the start. Uh, we've exported more vaccines than anyone else. We've never, uh, you know, uh, prevented the, the the export of vaccines in order to preserve mm-hmm. stocks mm-hmm. for our own people. We've been share and open and equitable about it. Uh, the COVAX initiative very much came out of Europe and, and has been led by Europe, uh, you know, so, uh, so I think that's true. But I don't think, you know, I mean, it, for us, for me anyway, it's not about, you know, shouting that and getting newspaper headlines. And I think that's why going to schools and talking to young people in Singapore about these issues 
you know, was just as, if not more important, because they're the leaders of the future. They're the people I think, you know, we, 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 we pin our hopes on for the future. They're the people we want to understand this, because if we want people to, you know, and, and, and companies and universities uh, to collaborate with us in the future, you know, it's, it's from those uh, young people that that leadership and those uh, ideas and those influences are going to come uh, in, in years to come. Yeah, I agree more. Mm, a lot of those influences, of course, come from travel, right? And people getting to Europe, getting to see what's going on, getting to Ireland as well. And uh, I guess over to Ambassador Detay, I believe that there was talk of a direct flight between Brussels and Singapore. Uh, a lot of that was, you know, upended because of COVID. What's the status on that now? Uh, it's dormant, but we hope to, uh, uh, like Sleeping Beauty, we hope to wake her. Uh, wake- <laughs> Um, you know, the business case is still there. Uh, we presented this business case uh, time and time again to, to Singapore uh, International Airlines. And uh, uh, ironically enough, or tragically enough, uh, there was a direct flight before, and it was the previous pandemic. I think it was SARS that put mm. pay to that, that one. Mm. So, but, but, you know, I think as, as, as um, we open up again and as ties deepen between, between the European Union and Singapore and the business case stays, uh, stays the same, yeah. I think that there's and why this fl- flight cannot be back uh, on the books uh, very shortly. And Ambassador Bourne, how about uh, the, the links between Ireland? At, at the moment, I, I would imagine everything is either curtailed or completely shut down. What, what's the status? Oh, the links between Ireland and, and Singapore are incredibly strong. We've got about 150 Irish companies uh, who have operations here, and they're so, actually expanding. So, sorry, I'm in travel. Irish, uh, I'm in travel links. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Like flying, oh, well, flying there, to there and from. Uh, yeah. There's no direct flight between Singapore and Ireland at yeah. the moment, uh, but there's many, many ways of getting there through the Gulf and through Europe, mm. uh, and we have lots of uh, still, you know, well. We, we, we've had uh, a good uh, traffic of, of tourism before COVID. We hope that will resume again. At the moment, though, and it's relevant to the conversation we have, we have a lot of Singaporean students uh, studying in Ireland, uh, you know, because it's, it's a great place. It's, it's the, 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 the only remaining English-speaking country in the European Union. Uh, you know, we have very famous uh, universities like Trinity College and University College and, and, and others um, in Dublin and elsewhere. It's been very popular, uh, you know, in the, in the life sciences area, um, but also now very popular in STEM as well. Mm. And, um, you know that's certainly an area we hope will will continue, and it's it's uh, you know it's obviously possible for people to travel there without visas. Ireland has a you know it's a great place, great environment, very safe, and uh, you know very attractive location for for students um, to, to travel and to study. And Ambassador Detai, Singaporeans would say I'd be failing in my duty if I did not ask you what happened to your golden generation. I would have to ask Euro twenty twenty. Otherwise, Belgium were favourites to win. Italy happened to us. <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> my wife is Italian, and my children are binational Italian and Belgian. So you can imagine the mayhem that happened in our house. Well, we're sorry about that. But uh, anyway, life goes on, does it not? <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for your time today uh, in this discussion about the 2021 EU at Your School project. Uh, ambassador Andy Detay, Belgium's ambassador to Singapore, and Ambassador Patrick Bourne, uh, the Irish ambassador to Singapore. Appreciate your time today. Hope you come back and talk to us again. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.